Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. You process, process things according to your perspectives. It's the kind of glasses you wear, the length, lens that you wear. You will process things according to your perspectives. People's perspectives are grounded in all kinds of different foundations. And that creates problems. Because even when the word of the Lord comes to you, if you use other perspective to process the word of God, then you nullify the effect of the word in your life. So, for example, in Matthew, Matthew chapter 16, Jesus told some religious folks, he said, listen, you have made the word of God, the commandments of God, of none effect in your life because of your traditions. So, those religious people, their perspectives were grounded in religion and tradition. And even when Messiah came, Jesus himself showed up and gave them the word of life, the truth. They could not receive it because of their perspectives. Their perspectives said something different from what Jesus himself was saying. And Jesus said, look at that. You have the master in your midst. You have life in your midst. And you negate it. You nullify it. You bring it to nothing. You cause it not to work. Because your perspectives are grounded in the wrong place. This means it is important for us to get our perspectives grounded in the word of God. That's why the Bible talks about the renewing of the mind. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So you can have kingdom perspectives. So when you are praying or singing or driving and a thought comes to you, it can resonate in your spirit and evolve into a book or a song because you're able to accommodate it. It can grow into a series because the kingdom perspective is able to connect with what God is saying in that kind of way. You know, Paul went to Ephesus and preached to the folks in Ephesus. And they had a culture of worshiping the goddess Diana. And they, their perspectives were skewed according. So, Paul, realizing what was happening, prayed for the folks in Ephesus that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. In other words, that God would visit their perspectives, shake up the foundations, the things that they believe that formed their perspective would fail them and they see that those can't work and begin to put their trust in God. 
This is why we say some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will believe. We put our perspectives in God. We believe in the Lord. Because we know that he's sure. And he's the truth. So we should read the word of God. Spend quality time with God. Quality time with the Holy Spirit. That our perspectives will be kingdom based. And this is something that we have to work on every single day. Because if the perspectives are skewed, you can't process certain information right. How many of you have ever been uh, explaining something to someone? Because you see that they're off. You're explaining and then you get to a certain point where you just quit because you realize they're not going to get it. They're not going to take what you're saying because of all their perspectives are. So uh, maybe just in terms of being decent, you, you listen to what they're saying for a few more minutes, but you realize that, oh, I have to pray for him. I have to pray for her because the perspectives are damaged. And there's so many damaged perspectives out there. For us to be able to really connect with what God is saying in the way that we ought to, we have to have our perspectives grounded in the word of God. Now, before the fall of man, everything that operated on earth operated by the laws of God. Genesis 1 and 2, everything operated purely, absolutely, totally by the laws of God. God set his laws in place to influence the whole earth. And his intention is that the whole earth function by the law of God. That was his original intention. That the whole earth function by the laws and the principles of God. And in Genesis 1 and 2, 1 and 2 the whole earth was totally under the influence of of the laws of God. And as I said, function totally by the laws of God. And of course, that is to include the law of productivity. So the law of productivity was meant to influence the whole world. When people have to pray for God to meet their financial needs and all of that, that tells you that something is out of order because that is not how God intended it to be. He made provision for us. Now, the law of productivity is about multiplying or reproducing a product that was, you know, of course, originally produced. So it's about 
multiplying or reproducing a product. That's the law of productivity. Any successful business that you know in this world, from east to west, north to south, any successful person you know, if you examine their lives carefully, examine their company, you will see that they have a product that they keep reproducing. That's the law of productivity. You keep reproducing the product so that it works on your behalf. You know, we have a company in Jamaica named Jamaica Broilers. And they produce and reproduce and reproduce and multiply the reproduction of chickens. In just about any supermarket you go in Jamaica, you see best dressed chicken. reproducing. Not eating the seed. He made sure that reproduction was taking place. Got the machinery in place and all of that. And even when people thought he was reproducing enough, he got more lands and more machinery to reproduce even more. The law of productivity. What product are you reproducing? That's where your success is. When I'm finished here today, I'm going up to Emmanuel Chapel to reproduce this message. <laughs> Later in the month, I'm going to Claremont to reproduce this message. And we have the online facility, the YouTube and all of that, the Facebook and all of that, to reproduce it over and over and over the law of productivity. I was watching something about the crawfish re um, market in Louisiana. They initially planted rice in Louisiana because of the water and uh, all of that kind of stuff. Rice takes that kind of climate, a lot of water. And it was supposed to be a two-year crop. When they went to reap the rice after two years, they realized the crawfish was in in, in the place, you know, the roots of the rice and all that kind of stuff. Stuff. Somebody had gone there to wash out some things that they had with crawfish and the eggs hatched and whatever, whatever. And after two years, they reaped the crawfish and made more money from the crawfish than the rice that they originally uh, wanted to farm. 
They said, wow, the folks in Louisiana, the farmers, they took out the young ones and put them back in the next uh, planting of rice. Thinking that, okay, we're having double harvest here. We're reaping rice, we're reaping crawfish. That thing started to multiply so much and they kept replenishing and reproducing crawfish. That they, some of them stopped planting rice, most of them. And they keep reproducing and now they've built factories to process the crawfish and go all over the United States and different places of the world uh, with the reproduction, with, with their market as they reproduce. What are you preparing for the market? There's so many people who have not even produced anything yet. Much more to reproduce it. Bearing fruit is about producing and reproducing results. I want to read two verses from Genesis chapter 1. We're going to read verse 11 and 12. And these are two verses that I want to encourage you to read on your own because they take a little time to understand. They take a little time to settle in, to digest. But there's so much in these verses. Verse 11. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation. Seed-bearing plants. So, plants that bear seeds. And tree on the land that bear fruit. In other words, plants that bear seed. So, uh, uh, seeds. So that those seeds can be replanted and bear more trees and the trees bear more fruit. So you see the cycle continue. Planting the seed, the seed uh, growing into a tree, the tree bearing fruit that has seed. And you replant those seeds and get more trees and those trees produce more fruit. And you plant again and get more trees and more fruit and the cycle continues. God himself initiated the law of productivity multiplying what you produce reproducing what you produce so let the land produce vegetation seed bearing plants and tree on the land that bear fruit with seed in according to various kinds and it was so verse 12 the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seeds, seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. So in other words, God had no plan to plant 
any more apple tree or to create any more apple tree. He said, apple tree must produce apple and reproduce apples and multiply that production. The law of productivity must be in place according to the apples, according to the, the, the mangoes, according to the oranges. And, but he didn't just set it in place for the fruit trees. He set it in place for you. Remember that the whole earth was influenced absolutely by the law of productivity. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kind. And God saw that it was good. That's very important there. According to their kind. Because I know that even in Jamaica, we try to do some funny things sometimes, you know. Cross this plant with that one to get something else. That's not God. The tree must produce according to its kind. He, he don't want you to confuse the system or try and confuse the system. So all of a sudden, you know, this set feel like um, these apples are more important so oh you, you start working with that set and producing those apples and these apples are not produced anymore or anything no you must produce after your kind so plant your orange tree and leave it alone to produce according to its kind don't call in anybody to Mess up the production. It's the word. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed. So those seeds make no mistake as it relates to their assignment. They know what they are supposed to and what they're going to produce. So when the earth brought forth trees and yielded fruit and seeds from those fruits and those trees reproduced and kept repro uh, reproducing and multiplied the reproduction, we see the law of productivity in full life. God wants us to engage the law of productivity in our lives. And we have to step forward and see what God is saying and understand our responsibilities in that. Now, let's read Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, just to reinforce this point. God blessed them, talking about Adam and Eve, and God said, be fruitful and multiply or increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Could, could you put that in the King James Version for me? I want to 
just reinforce a point here. It's a verse that we know very, very well. And I think is very misunderstood. God said, God blessed them and said unto them, Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. The word fruitful there does not mean to have children. It means to produce. The Hebrew word means to produce, not to exclude having children. But the sum total of the meaning is not babies and reproduction of babies and all of that. God's talking about producing on all levels, in all areas. So, it's interesting because sometimes some people run off with the idea that that's all God is talking about. And they produce in one area but don't produce in the, in, in the other areas and allow those children to suffer. Now, we uh, established last week that in order to get the tree, you have to plant the seed. The seed grows into the tree. And then the tree produces the fruit. God, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, totally ignores the, the, the seed um, part of the process. He just went straight to the point of be fruitful. And why? Because he already planted the seeds. He already established the seed. So the thing was at the point now where he was saying to Adam, you are the human being on the earth. So manage the process. So gifts and anointings are already in you. Any fruit that you're going to bear is on a tree called the Holy Spirit. So God is saying to us, be fruitful. The framework, the foundation is already in place to be fruitful. He would not say be fruitful if the framework wasn't in place to be fruitful. So the gifts are already in you. So he's saying be fruitful. Produce according to the gifts and anointings that are in you. According to the mandate that we have as a local church. Now you understand what, he, what he's saying when he talks about every joint supplying. We need the fruit that everybody bears. You don't get vitamin C from every fruit. So we need yours for vitamin A. We need yours for vitamin B. We need yours for vitamin C. We need yours for calcium and riboflavin and all the different vitamins. 
every joint supply and we come together and we are nourished by what everyone supplies. So you and I have the responsibility to produce so that we can be successful. If you don't produce, you can't be successful. Listen, if you keep consuming and you don't produce, you are bound to be poor. It, it can't work like that. You see, if you stay home and just run AC from morning until night and watch days of our lives, you ain't producing. And we know what your prayer request will be at the end of the month. You need money, you need finances. And next thing, your power is gone. You have to produce to be successful. It, it, it can't work. Even for the youngsters going to school, parents paying all the school fees and all that kind of stuff, you must produce. You can't get 30s and 40s average when all you do is eat, sleep, go to school. No, you have to produce. The law of productivity. You have to. So that everything can work well. You know, the way that they measure the success of a nation is by something that they call GDP, or in some countries they say GNP, gross domestic product or produce, or gross national product. It is about what you pr we produce as a nation, not as individuals. What you produce as a nation. So how much you produce, we produce as a nation relative to the amount of people who live in the nation will determine how successful we are. Now, you see the problem that we're having in Jamaica. Because you go into any given community at 9 o'clock in the morning and you can find young men rubbing their hand middle, not producing anything, playing dominoes, drinking rum at 9 o'clock in the morning and if you pass at 6 p.m. to go home after a hard day's work they're at the same place asking for some of what you produce it is a very serious state and when you couple that with the amount of 
people who are in prison, the amount of men that are in prison, not producing, and then the amount of people who are not working for one reason or the other, you understand why the nation is under stress. Because if only 40% of us are producing, that means the government have to take all resources to take care of us and the other 60% that are not producing. Because when they get sick and go to the hospital, it is the 40% that is producing pay for the hospital. When they drive on the road, although they want to run you off the road, you who produce to fix the road. But it's your money that is resurfacing the road. Your money that is uh, giving opportunity for new companies to start to produce more. And if only 40 out of 100 people are doing that, that puts pressure on the system. The point is, when you don't produce, it puts you and everybody in your environment under pressure. The law of productivity. So, if you live in a house that has six people, and only one person is working, is producing, that one person is under pressure. The rest of folks need to find a way to produce. And when we come to the church, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if we have a hundred people in the congregation and only ten are producing and reproducing and multiplying the production, we can't be as healthy as we ought to be because we have the same problem like it is happening in the nation. Lack of production. So we need more people in the body of Christ to find their place in God, to serve in the ministry, to produce and keep producing, to multiply the reproduction, to get the law of productivity working in your life and in your space that we can all be successful. It is important. That we understand how God, in the very beginning, instituted the law of productivity so that we can be successful. God wants us to be successful as a nation. He wants us to be successful as individuals. But most of our Caribbean nations, not done a good job at producing and reproducing, multiplying pr production. And this is why it is so difficult for our people. And the ripple effect of that is that many times some of our brightest minds want to leave because the environment is not quite conducive for them. 
But we have a responsibility anywhere we are to keep producing results. Your success is hinged on your productivity. So listen, if you have a youngster, 18 years old, 19 years old, yeah, they're going to go to university in a year or, or wherever they're planning to migrate or whatever. There is nothing wrong if they get engaged in some productive activities in the meantime. And in the meantime that you're working on uh, getting something, if I am the only person working in the house, then when I come home, some things must be done. The law of productivity. God wants us to bear much fruit. The Bible says in John, and we'll get to that, herein is my Father glorified, Jesus says, when you bear much fruit. Um, or when you produce much fruit. Doesn't necessarily mean in in one uh, process of production. We're talking overtime as you produce and reproduce and reproduce and reproduce. That's how you become successful by reproducing the product. So you go to work every day and you reproduce. But you know, as well as I do, that it is important to have different streams flowing through your life. It is important to um, ensure that you're producing according to the gifts and talents and abilities that God has placed inside of you. And as we often say, it is wrong, it is sin to feed a lazy man he's not producing then actions need to be taken there was a situation in the bible where this woman came and poured some expensive ointment on Jesus and the disciples were a little upset and they said you know this could have been sold for so much more. Uh, for, for so much money. And be given to the poor. And Jesus said, hold on, hold on. Leave the woman alone. And here's the, the, the most important thing in all of that. He said, the poor you will have with you always. When you examine the word poor in that text, in the Greek, it means non-productive. So Jesus said, you see the woman anointing me, and you want to stop her to go and attend to the non-productive? He, he rebuked them. He said, you're going to have those people that are non-productive with you all the time. 
And we're not saying that, hey, on no occasion you reach out to them. But you cannot uh, get into that cycle with them. You have to help them to understand the importance of being productive. I mean, some of you work two jobs. You work long hours to keep the production cycle going. When others are sleeping, you're waking up. When others are sleeping, you are up attending to the production cycle. In order to get certain things going, your career and all of that, you're going to school and working at the same time. And it's not easy to balance. You're working hard to get the production cycle. You cannot afford for those that are non-productive to distract you. You have to stay focus on the production cycle. And of course they're going to have all kinds of criticism. But you also know that if there's a need in your life where two tires on your vehicle go bad at the same time and you need some help until next week, those same people that are non-productive, you can't go to them. Because they're not in a position to help. God wants us to keep producing so that we can ignite each other with the law of production. That it becomes contagious among us, not just in the church, but we go to work. And we're the shining light. As far as the law of productivity is concerned, and people will come and ask, how, how do you go about this? How do you get these results? And you can point them to the word of God. A lot of people have resources, but they, they don't understand the law of productivity. So the resources are not working for them. So sometimes, you have to be adjustable. You have to put yourself in a place to make sure the productive production cycle is working. So you might start a business and people are selling things at a certain price. And you might can't sell at that price for right now. Just relax. You're getting the cycle going. I mean... Look, if you do it with God, for sure, that cycle is going to mature. And it is the, the, the whole thing is going to flourish after a while. But be patient with the process. None of you here or online is... In the same position that you were 10 years ago. Circumstances were different. Maybe finances were a little bit more challenging in terms of yeah, all the assets and all that kind of stuff. But listen, as you mature in what God is doing in your life, he takes you to new levels and stretch your faith. And God continues to do different things in your life so that he can show you off to the world what he is doing. I remember 
uh, driving into Zimbabwe one time from South Africa. And on one side of the road is the, the hills that um, the diamonds are produced from, that you can produce. The, the natural resources are there. And on the other side of the road is another set of hills that uh, you get the gold from. So diamond on one side, gold on one side. And then as you go further up, you see vast amount of lands for agriculture and that kind of stuff. But as you continue and roll into the capital of Harare, uh, you don't have any street lights. They're not working. The, the uh, traffic light, the, everything is just in a state of disrepair. The resources are there, but the leadership to uh, enable that the, the law of productivity uh, is, is dominating the space is not there. So the resources are just there uh, sitting. They are not producing for the people. So they have the ability to produce for the people, to make a difference in the lives of the people. The resources are present, but because somebody don't understand the law of productivity, because somebody refused to get the law of productivity going in the nation, then Everybody is suffering. I wonder who is suffering this morning because your production cycle might not be going. Because you're not reproducing as the scripture says. The law of productivity is not having its course in your life the way it ought to. I ask the question, who is being shortchanged this morning because the law of productivity is not working in your life? What we're going to do this year, what we're working on, is that we are getting that cycle going, not just as individuals, but in the life of the church, so we can produce and keep reproducing results. So every time you come to the sanctuary, every time we have an online service and you connect to the portal, we should be transmitting life. You should be able to have takeaways where you say, thank you, Lord, for ministering to me through this ministry as we reproduce results that God gives us. So we had a great worship session this morning. Uh, I mean, people were just crying and um, receiving from the Lord. We want to reproduce it next week. And reproduce it the next week. And throughout the year. So that your life can be blessed. So that you can be nourished to now go and nourish 
those in your sphere of influence in the environment at work and at school that you can say come taste and see that the Lord is good look what the Lord has done that you can testify of the goodness of the Lord I want to remind you that the Holy Spirit is the tree on which the fruit grows. And our responsibility is to make sure that tree is fat and nourishing in our lives. That's why the Bible talks about walk in the spirit. Jesus said, I am the true vine. You are branches that bear fruit on the vine. So without the Holy Spirit, we cannot bear any fruit. So uh, we want to ensure that the Holy Spirit has its place in our lives, that we cultivate that relationship, that we promote the Holy Spirit in our lives in such a way we honor him, we listen to him, we, obe we obey him, we work with him so that the fruit that he intended for our lives for this year can be produced and reproduced and reproduced over and over. That the, uh, the production can be multiplied. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.